Thank you for tuning into the Livestream Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this week's message. I want to um, begin with a question. How many of you are in a lovely relationship at this moment? Is there anybody here in a love relationship? Okay, we have a family marriage retreat coming up in a couple of weeks. I want all of you to attend that. <laughs> I'm in a lovely relationship, right? Everyone who is married has to be in a lovely relationship, right? So, um, you know, some of us maybe had the opportunity to um, <clears throat> fall in that love before we got to the point of commitment. Some of us um, had the opportunity to go through that experience of falling in love after the marriage, right? Our wedding anniversary is coming up in a uh, in few days. Ours was not that very good because I went, saw her, and in two weeks we got married. And within that two weeks time frame, the, I think our talking time was maybe 15 minutes first five minutes when I went to see her and maybe the other ten minutes when we went to get a sari for her. So uh, my personality, especially at that time, was not very outgoing. I never even thought about calling her. So I didn't have a phone at my home. So I, if I have to make a call, I have to go to the, to the telephone booth and then call her and all that. So I, it never even occurred to me. So sometimes I wonder, you know, if I was able to replay that again, Probably I would have behaved differently. Or if, if all the technology was there, like as we have today with the WhatsApp and the messaging and the video call and everything, situation would have been different. But unfortunately, that was not the case. So 15 minutes talk time, we were on the stage to say, yes, I do. Right? So that was not very good. But I feel happy because some in olden times, I don't know, probably Kunjangal and Adelaide might know this. There were times that people, the parents will set up everything, and the very first time these two people see is on stage. I'm ready to go. Here is my bride. Here is my bridegroom. Yay, we are done. That, at least ours was not that horrible. And some of you, of course, had the opportunity to get into that relationship beforehand and go through that experience of uh, falling in love. I think um, uh, it, is, it, is, it is kind of a different feeling, I'm, I'm guessing, that you know, just before the marriage and everything, just getting to know each other and, and going through that experience, that has to be something different. Here is what I want to talk to you about today. I want to talk about falling in love with God. That is a very unique experience. You know why? Because the time that we are now... This is the time to fall in love with Jesus. Because Jesus came, he said, hey, you know what? You are my bride. I'm your bridegroom. I'm going away. And there is a period of waiting. I'm going to come back to receive you as my wife. So we are in this, in this, in this period of waiting. What are we doing? Are we truly falling in love with God? Do we, 
do we take time is our heart filled with that anticipation of that day coming is our heart filled with the thought of oh i am anxiously waiting for my bridegroom how much how much time do we take to talk to our bridegroom so today's the, the characters in our message today is obviously god jesus and me every individual person sitting in this place don't make it as a corporate message this is a individual one on one message between god and you we cannot love god as a corporate it has to be a one on one experience is that right i was uh, i do not have much experience in this probably there are people who have uh, masters and phd in this topic i was thinking that in a love relationship there are i i jot down three um principles right first principle somebody has to initiate this relationship is that true someone has to initiate the second r- principle that i wrote was the other person has to respond positively otherwise what will happen in in our times we used to call it as a one way traffic right you know one person will 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 feels you know good about another person he he or she wants to really fall in love with the other person the other person is not even caring right that is called one way traffic the third principle that i wrote down was once the response hap- response happens there has to be a purposeful and intentional actions from both parties to make that relationship stronger every day is that true otherwise that relationship will not grow that relationship will die or if it is if it is kind of you know you don't have a way out of that relationship you have to get married you don't talk and all that but still you you're going to get married at some point in time so there is no growth in that relationship but it is more getting to a point of oh i have to somehow i have to get it done so three principles someone has to initiate the other person has to respond positively the third one purposeful and intentional actions from both parties to make it stronger every day right well, i'm i'm happy at least you all agree to those three principles so let's apply this principle to our topic today in our love relationship with jesus right principle number what was the first principle someone has to initiate do you know bible teaches us something very clearly we as humans in our flesh there is no way we can initiate that love relationship with god we are born in sin our flesh wants to do all the worldly stuff there is no way out of it right even when i'm standing here and preaching my flesh says all the worldly things are good i want to do all of it so paul said you know what guys i am writing all those epistles i am preaching to you but and, and but there is a struggle in me i want to do good but i'm not able to in my flesh i'm struggling i want to do good but i'm not able to is there anybody here going through that struggle i am i want to do good but many times every day in the at the end of the day i sit and think oh i messed up that shouldn't have happened i shouldn't have said that 
so we go through that struggle every day we have no way to respond back to god at the very initial stage to fall in that love with god so what did god do he initiated of course first john chapter 4 verse 10 it reads like this it says this is love not that we loved god but that he loved us so who initiated jesus initiated god initiated that love to us john 3:16 said god so loved this sinful world there was no way but god chose to do that why is god initiating this why is why is he so much interested in this relationship because we are his creation created on his own image and god created us to have a constant fellowship with him anyway right look at the story of the, at, at the garden of eden god created adam and eve his basic purpose was to have a strong relation very intimate relationship with them so god will come to the garden every day evening to just walk with them have some fun time some quality time with those two folks right you know old times if 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 it, i mean i'm not talking about the time that we have this technologies or or maybe you know i mean if somebody is in a, in is they are engaged they know that they are going to get married but both of them are working 5 o'clock both of them will get out they are waiting for that 5 o'clock hey are you out can i call you can we do a video chat that anticipation for 5 o'clock is there during the day they will look what is the time is it 5 yet can i get out can i call right so god there was a time that god will come to that garden every day to have that fellowship with adam and eve and there was a time that adam and eve used to eagerly wait for that time god will come and we can have a wonderful time of fellowship it was not a formal thing at all don't think as if a church going on on garden of eden it was a very personal relationship just like we have between any of us that was the kind of relationship that adam and eve had with god the creator can you imagine that how many of us long how many of us have even thought about having that kind of a relationship with god getting up in the morning saying hey god where are you this is what is going through 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 my life today are you going to be there can we go together how many of us fall into that kind of an intimate relationship let me tell you brothers and sisters that is the most critical thing sunday is not the critical thing singing worship songs is not the critical thing raising hands is not the critical thing jumping up and down is not the critical thing how much in a personal intimate relationship are you in with god that is the question that we need to ask today you know i pray i pray i pray that god will god will ignite that fire in my heart as i speak about this i pray that god will ignite that fire in every one of our hearts this morning as we listen to it very intimate very close relationship with god the second principle 
The second principle was about the other person responding back to God or you know just just in response so God came God loved God sent his son Jesus to this world to die for our sins he died on the cross of Calvary something that nobody should go through but he still went through the all of that so God extended his hand God looked at us and smiled God said hi I'm interested what are we doing Revelation chapter 3 verse 20 said Behold I stand at the door and knock If any man hears my voice and opens the door I will come in and dine with him and he with me You know so Jesus extended his hand he waved at us and said Hey are you interested in having a relationship with me and then he is standing at the door of our heart and he is knocking Are you there Can you open Hello How many of us will respond to it? You know, it is it is my conviction, my personal conviction that even though we sometimes stand up and say I accept Jesus as my personal savior into my life, that is needed. That is that is a process of being witness that we are inviting Jesus in our life, but it is something different. That experience has to be something different, very personal. What did Jesus say? Open I'm knocking at the door of your heart. Can you open the door so that I can come in? what happens what is what is our heart our heart is our mind do you let me ask this do you have anybody in your mind that you constantly think about is there anybody in your mind during the day during the night you think about right i'm sure all of us i do right and especially if we are not together I still remember the time that immediately after not immediately after marriage but when she was pregnant with Joanna she had to go to Kerala for 6 months my goodness you know so she left early and those 6 months was like every moment during the work work for 5 minutes and think what is she doing right and there is no way to call so we will wait for the letters to come every day come home and see is there any letter for me So basically I want to get the letter from her nothing else I don't want anything else I want to get the letter from her So there is that constant process of remembering thinking about somebody in our life you know what really happens that person is there in our heart in our mind all the time that is why that is happening so when Jesus said can I come into your heart can you open the door of your heart what that really means is Jesus being in our mind in our thinking in our day to day life in our every moment is he there do we talk to him you know if we truly fall in love with Jesus that's what exactly what will happen we will always be thinking about god are you here are we together did you go somewhere we will always try to have that personal connection that talk with him Let me get to the third point since we are running kind of running out of time purposeful and intentional actions from both parties So those who those who were not here in the beginning of when, when I started talking about this we were talking about falling in love falling in love and I basically laid out three principles in the process of falling in love right in any any not necessarily with with God but in, with 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 anybody One was what what was the first one 
Someone has to initiate. Second one. Some, the other person has to respond positively. Third one. Purposeful and intentional actions from both parties to make it stronger every day. So let's look at that third aspect quickly. Purposeful and intentional actions from both parties. You know, this is God, if you read through the Bible, there is very strong expressions from God in the Old Testament as well as in the New Testament about He extending. He just wants to keep this going. So in the Old Testament, God said, Moses, you know what? I don't like to just stay away from you guys. Can you can you make something for me so that I can come live among you? I don't want to be a faraway God. I don't want to be something that you all think that, oh, he might be there, but I want to just come live among you. Can you do that for me? And he gave all the instructions. You make a tabernacle for me. This has to be the measurement. This is what you need to use. This is the cloth that you need to use. This is the color that you need to choose. And then I will come. And he did. He did. When Moses completed everything as per God had instructed him to do, he came with his glory and he started dwelling among his people. He wanted to do that. That is how it is in the Old Testament. What happened in the New Testament? God sent his son to this earth, into the sinful world as a human being, as one of us. Jesus was in the world as any one of us here living among us with one purpose, to die on the cross and to rise again so that we will have hope. Jesus went, then he said, I don't want to still leave you alone. I'm going to send Holy Spirit so that he will be with you forever. So God is making very purposeful and intentional actions to keep this relationship going. What are we doing? What are we doing? You know, there is one thing that God has asked us to do to respond back to Him. It is in Mark chapter 12 verse 30. It said, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. That is Christianity. It's nothing else. Believe me, it is nothing else. Everything else that happens, our singing, our, our, our worship, our, our gathering for meetings, everything should originate from this one verse. But this has to be the foundation. If this is not there, rest everything is in vain. Love your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind and with all your strength. What does that mean? Is there anything else left out? There is nothing left out. God is asking us to fall in love with Him all in. All in. Nothing left. How many of us can respond to God today and tell Him, God, here I am. I am ready. I am ready to fall in love with you all in. 100% I am in. You know, one thing that, that challenged me recently in the past few weeks is about God's love. <clears throat> God's love, it says, God's love is everlasting. In Jeremiah 31.3 it says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Everlasting love. 
in first king kings chapter 8 verse 23 it said oh lord god of israel there is no god like you in heaven above or earth beneath keeping covenant and showing steadfast love everlasting love steadfast love you know what that means it is unwavering it is constant it is continuous it is never ending you believe it or not that is how god's love is flowing towards us god loves by the way god loves all human beings there is not even a single person on the face of the earth that god doesn't love god loves everybody all these attributes of god's love he is extending to every person but you know what what where the the gap is god is expecting the human beings to respond back to him through that love many people don't get that many people continue to live in the worldly way so god said you know i am loving you with a steadfast love i am constantly after you i'm relentlessly after you i don't just give up just because you failed once twice thrice i'm not giving up i'm constantly after you how do we respond back how do we respond back let's pray that god will open our hearts this morning god will open our mind this morning god god will open our soul this morning and 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 physically also we will just completely fall in for that call of god to fall in love with him you know the bible is full of these love relationships with god there are so many incidences where that where the, that that love relationship is so passionate right sometimes we 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 don't feel like talking about that kind of relationships openly but bible talks about so much passionate intimate relationships when it comes to jesus you know the 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 sinful lady who came to jesus when jesus was in the pharisee's house do you remember that incident do you know what that lady did so jesus is sitting so that time it is it is it is a this is slightly raised platform where all the food everything is kept so jesus is sitting on maybe slightly leaned on to it and his feet is just slightly outward the sinful lady comes in he didn't she didn't wait for any any permission or anything because her in her heart she had a very passionate love with jesus very honest very passionate love with jesus she came she start she she stood right behind jesus she started crying she started crying because her heart is filled with joy and happiness she started crying she had so much of tears that it started falling on to the feet of jesus you know what she did next she wiped it with her hair what expression is that will you accept any of that expression if somebody does that to you how will you take it and then what did she do she started kissing jesus feet this is from the bible i read that portion i started thinking god what kind of a love is that what kind of a passion is that what was she going through at that moment what was she thinking what was jesus thinking there was a very strong connection between her and jesus in a divine way this was not a lustful love this was pure and godly love that flowed from her heart 
Many times, you know what happens? The moment we think about love, we talk, talk, we think in terms of the worldly love, the lustful love. That is not true in the case of God. God's love is so pure. It is, it is okay for you to express your love to God in however you think, however you feel like, however God is leading you. So that day, God led this lady to express her love in this way. Cry. Wash the feet of Jesus with her tears. Then wipe it with her hair. And then she began to kiss Jesus' feet. All the people stood there. They could not take it. Man, what is she doing? And they all knew that she's a sinful lady. They started criticizing Jesus. They asked, do you know, do you have any idea what this lady is doing? Do you know who this lady is? She's a sinful lady around this corner. How do you even allow her to do all this kind of stuff to you? Jesus said, don't worry. Because she is a very, very sinful lady and I have forgiven her sins. And she is so much thankful to me. Let her love me. Don't worry. Because I came into your house. You did not take time to wash my feet. I came into your house. You did not give me a kiss. You did not bother anything, any of these things. Now that lady is doing all of this out of her deep intent love towards me. Let her do it. <clears throat> you know, when you talk about the Mary, when, when, when those ladies walked to the, the tomb of Jesus on that early morning, they went and they told the disciples and they came, they looked and everything and they, they all went away. At the end, one person left. Mary stood there because in her heart, she had so much of love towards Jesus. She was not just yet ready to just go back. She wanted to know what happened. So she stood there and she saw somebody and asked, Master, I had somebody here but I don't see that body anymore. Did you take it? Do you know who took it? And there is one expression that kind of challenged me. She said, if you can tell me where that body is, I will take it. It's not a strong person who is saying this. It's a lady who is saying, you show me where that body is, I will take that body with me. What? <laughs> I want all of us to think with me and just put your mind around this love. What kind of a love these people had towards Jesus? And where do we stand? Where do we stand? I want to conclude here. <clears throat> In the Bible, Jesus, when it came to the New Testament, the analogy is bride and bridegroom. Right? So Jesus could not find a better way to express that. And as I said in the beginning, we are in that waiting period. As the bride of this Jesus, how intimately do we love him? Jesus once asked Peter, so this was the time that Jesus was resurrected and he is not with the disciples all the time and all the all the all the hopes that the, the disciples had, everything just crashed and Peter decided, hey, I'm going to fish again. Are you guys coming? And he, they left. And then Jesus went and met with them and then Jesus is asking, Peter, do you love me? You know, I, I think Jesus might have 
felt bad maybe you know he was a human being at that i mean he's 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 god he resurrected and everything he may have felt bad and he's asking peter peter do you really love me what what are you doing i called you to be my disciple i called you to preach what are you doing at this moment see god was afterwards after after peter as i was meditating upon this topic brothers and sisters song of solomon made complete sense to me that was a book that nobody would like to preach because if i say a reference from song of solomon i better know what i'm saying because if if i say a verse wrongly it may not be a per- portion that we won't be able to read publicly it's that intent have you read it have you read the song of solomon book it is very intent book it is it is very much emotional it is full of emotions but after reading this after thinking about this after meditating on this subject song of solomon makes complete sense to me because the love that god is expecting from us is very very passionate very intimate divine love with him so the call today is how many of us can fall in love with jesus today how many of us can fall in love with jesus today god is here he's in our midst and he said you know he's calling every one of our name he's standing very close to us this morning and he's saying i am loving you with a very steadfast unwavering constant love and i have initiated the process i really do want to have a love relationship with you he's calling every one of our name and saying that can you can i respond back to jesus and say yes god i do yes god i do and jesus will say you know i want you to just love me with just everything with all of your heart with all of your soul with all of your mind and all of your strength will you do that will you do that we sang the song today we said draw me close to you never let me go i lay it all down again to hear you say what i am that i am your friend and we said you are my desire no one else will do cause nothing yet take your place to feel the warmth of your embrace did we really mean it and then we said you're all i want you're all i want what was going through our mind at that moment i wish god will transform all of us our mind our soul our thinking and we all will be in love in a deep love relationship with jesus and at that moment if we get when we get to that point if we sing that song i i am guarantee you the atmosphere of this place will change let me say again if we are in love with jesus all in like the verse that we read 
with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, all your strength, all complete in. We are in passionate relationship with Jesus. If we begin to sing that song in this church, the atmosphere of this church will change. We will not be able to simply stand there and say, Jesus, you're all I want. Draw me close to you. Embrace me. And just sit there emotionlessly. I truly believe worship has to be a very emotionally intense moment. Emotionally very intense moment. Because every song that we sing, we are singing about the deep love of God. And we many times, most of these songs, the lyrics of these verses are, are our expressions towards Jesus. Can we sing those same songs very passionately? And then we sang, oh how marvelous, oh how wonderful is my Savior's love for me. I am telling you again, if we are in that true love with Jesus, We don't need to sing four or five songs on Sunday morning. Just that one chorus is enough to change the atmosphere of this place.